everybody, uh, I'm just Joyce and this is SEO in 2023. Jess, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? Great question is uh, to measure what you can and whatever you have access to and then iterate on that. Meaning that there are a lot of different ways that you can go about measurement and tracking and analytics across many different platforms and the space is only getting more diverse. So most of the companies I work with, you just have to work with what you have and then get buy-in as you go to iterate on that and make it better, better, better faster, stronger, as Daft Punk would say. There are Many things you can measure though. What are some of the most important things that you absolutely have to be measuring? The number one thing is revenue, ideally, to track that back to whatever channel you're working on. Most of us are in SEO, so tracking that channel effectively back to revenue is always the most effective way that you can track uh, everything and is the biggest metric that you should be tracking, in my opinion, in whichever way or fashion with whatever element that you can. I know most of us are, are familiar with Google Analytics 3 or Universal Analytics, so setting up goals in there and doing that as effectively as you can, but knowing that Universal Analytics is going the way of the dinosaur in the next couple years, I think that's going to open up the space in a lot of different ways. So that's why I like tracking it back to just the metrics themselves instead of using like an overall program because you can always use a program to, to track metrics and making sure that you write down the metrics that you want to track. So page views, you know, impressions, and then tracking that through your funnel and tracking your revenue through that. And then you can attribute that to whichever program or software or tool that you're using once UA goes the way of the dinosaur. So you started off with revenue and revenue obviously should be the most important thing. However, what happens if an SEO is really shoehorned into focusing on revenue as the most important thing? Does it not mean that they're ending up focusing on bottom of the funnel keyword phrases and they don't really have an opportunity or incentive to focus on top of funnel? Right. Yeah. And honestly, they should be have secondary metrics that go along with those because they're all leading metrics to success, right? Like we uh, tracking multi-stage attribution is not at the point that it should be still in 2023 that we're thinking about the future in. So uh, you should always have leading metrics that go along with that. Page views, um, impressions, click-through rate, all those wonderful things, and then setting up goals throughout your website as efficiently as you can, because GA4 is based off of that, right? Is based off of events and, and tracking all those. So it, it really, as much as it is GA3 is going the way of a dinosaur, GA4 opens up that play box to give you the ability to track whichever success metrics that you can do and setting them up specifically for whichever organization you're working with. Okay, you mentioned the attribution word there, um, and that, that's kind of available inside Google Analytics. And I've seen people, software vendors offering attribution services really for the last 10 years or so, but it's never really felt as if it's gone mainstream. What's the best way of dealing with attribution at the moment? Is, is there a standard model that tends to work more effectively? Is there, is there software that you particularly recommend? I currently am using Fathom Analytics. They're a privacy-based analytics platform, and they, uh, they seem to have pulled a little bit more attribution through, a little more than Google Analytics. So I'm actually able to see if somebody's clicked on a WhatsApp chat or something else that's pulled in that direct model since direct is such a dark 
metric, that like dark hole that we kind of pull SEO into so often. But with some other options out there, like Fathom Analytics, you can actually pull through different variations of that dark direct which I found was very helpful. As well as uh, like UTMs is always the the go-to throughout any, I think, attribution model and any metric and any platform throughout the internet. So wherever you can use UTMs on any campaigns, I think is always always a helpful thing. Okay, okay. And and in terms of model, there are obviously so many different options available. I mean, I fancy uh, a model that would involve some kind of um, combination of time decay with actually having an intelligent understanding of the amount of time that a user has been on the site based upon referring source. Is there any kind of ideal model that that you favor? I haven't seen anybody do this super effectively yet, honestly, especially with everything changing so quickly. Helpful content update incoming. in 2023 so i'm still working uh, on a specific basis with like clients to just understand that on their content models depending on how much content they have how often they're updating it how many people they have in-house that are working on the content how close they are to their topic how much they've covered that content in the topic um these aren't things that you can kind of put into like a google analytics at this point so we're kind of doing it manually between Airtables and other places that are outside of GA. It's nice that you say that you're working with clients because obviously you're having conversations with clients about things like what matter to them and kind of working towards them as, as, as goals. And I would imagine that more SEOs need to have those sorts of conversations with clients to actually establish precisely what success looks like to them and then try and build some kind of analytics program, but at least screens to demonstrate success. Yeah, st- screens to demonstrate, um, yeah, re- reporting screens, perhaps, <laughs> is, is what I'm looking for as well. And in terms of reporting, GA4 is, is the big thing that's happening at the yeah. moment. Is that something that all SEOs need to be completely comfortable with? I Honestly, I would say maybe. I think it would be good for all SEOs to at least install it on like a test site out there um, and start pushing through your own events to be able to understand how that measurement model works and to understand how that will work. Because if you're working on client sites, then somebody along the way will have GA4. So you'll want to be able to track those models uh, throughout the ecosystem as well. GA4 will better integrate into Data Studio. So having that connection will be fantastic because then you can pull in other third-party sources, HubSpots, and all the other ones out there. Search Console as well. I've been making some Search Console dashboards with Data Studio and then integrating some HubSpot metrics in there too to actually create as much of a full picture as we possibly can get to at this stage of the the internet. What are a couple of examples of some key events that SEOs absolutely need to be tracking in their analytics? I would say definitely impressions through Search Console um, and clicks. Clicks and impressions is definitely uh, your my success metrics that I go to, and uh, indexing. I like to see where the sites are at as far as indexing. Uh, there's been all kinds of stuff and fluctuation throughout the web, and Search Console's been updating their stuff like mad in the last little while. So uh, monitoring your indexing of your site, and then monitoring the impressions that you're getting in search, and then monitoring your click-throughs is definitely to see how everything's going. Um, also, the keywords that Search Console is pulling through, I know it's not a full picture, of everything because nothing will be but you got to measure something like i said my takeaway is to measure whatever you have access to so search console is what we have access to (laughs) and it's what google is giving us (laughs) but what trends are you seeing in terms of indexing are google 
less likely to want to index as many pages from your website than they used to? And if so, what kind of pages are they indexing and what can you do to try and encourage Google to index more pages? Sure. I see that Google doesn't want to index like as thin a content as possible. So I'm seeing like documentation pages are wonderful, but if they're super thin and super short, making them as useful as possible. So connecting those to other topics along the way um, is also helpful to get them more indexed um, and then linking them better and closer to the homepage, as close to the homepage as possibly with like either topics or categories or extra links or showing people in multiple places throughout your pages and then linking those deeper into the site that way. Just because I've found that Google isn't liking following pages, pagination, and you know, obviously they don't follow the infinite scroll along the way. So giving Google multiple routes to the same end goal is always helpful along the way. I've actually even seen HTML sitemaps do it. <laughs> so bringing back the old school internet, if you can do something that dynamically pulls through an HTML sitemap of your whole site, then feeding that through Google just to give them as much context and multiple inroads as possible. So you've talked about um, Google Analytics, but there are challenges sometimes with comparing historical data going back far enough. Are, are you a fan of bringing data into some other platform like Data Studio to, to do more historical comparisons? 100% or um, uploading it to some other place. I know like you can upload things to Amazon in their clouds or all the other data slicing and dicing stuff now. And that's definitely what you should do, especially with your GA3 data. Make sure that it's backed up somewhere before we lose it, because then you're going to have people like me coming through and wanting to know year over year metrics, and we're not going to have access to that. So definitely backing that stuff up and making or making sure that you have it in a secondary location so that somebody can at least have that year over year data or at least quarter over quarter. At least if I have like a quarter that goes back at least to 2020, since we're talking about the past then, or 2022 even would be ideal. Um, there's been so much fluctuation in the past couple of years with the pandemic and the behavior of the way people are searching and shopping and navigating online that I think folks like us and data folks will want to understand as we go, we get back to somewhat normal life. So are you saying that you automatically export data from Google Analytics, say once a month or something like that, and then just store it elsewhere to make sure you've got that historical data? Yeah, ideally, uh, you should set monthly backups for sure. If your site's big enough, like if it's a small site, then I think some of the other analytics platforms can definitely help you out. But if you're like a C-level, you know, B2B SaaS company, or you're on your C-level rounds and you have like a uh, hundred thousands of views, then yeah, you should definitely be backing that up at that point for sure. Well, you shared what SEOs should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk a little bit about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? I would say with all the updates that we've been seeing is focusing specifically on search engines. I know that's uh, it's been said before, but I think something that we shouldn't do focusing in 2023 is focusing on search engines alone. Google doesn't focus on a search engine alone. Google focuses on the users who are using said search engine. So I think we as SEOs should also be doing the same. When you're making a website, you're not making a website for you at the end of the day, you're making it for users. So we should be thinking the same way at the end of the day. You could spend a whole mountain of time looking through what search engines do and how they process things. But at the end of the day, they care about users, so you should too. 
And what do you define as a search engine in 2023? Is it, does it include YouTube? Does it include TikTok? Does it include something else? Yeah, I think it includes all of those. Uh, Pinterest was really big for a while too. I think Pinterest still has a stake in all of this. So yeah, I think all of them attribute back. I've even seen people making TikToks of how to Google these days. So I think all of those are, are very helpful in helping people find the information they're looking for, which is really obtuse way of saying people search. And whichever way your passion that ends up being. So yeah, think of your users, obviously. But does that mean that you once in a X amount of time sit down with a panel of your users and then discuss what they're actually looking for? Do you look at video recordings of them to see actually what they're doing on your site once they get onto your site? Or do you look in other places? Yeah, I, I think it, it depends on the organization. But if you have a UX team, lean on them. Fantastic. Love that. Love UX teams. If you have a customer support team, lean on them. I've done a bunch of that with one of my clients is we are talking to support and we've opened up those channels and those conversations back and forth. So any pain points or needs or questions that they bring up get feed fed right to the SEO team and right to the content team. Same with, uh, what did I say, UX and all the content teams. Yeah, honestly, as like opening up those conversations between whatever you can do within the organization and making sure that all those pain points are met and that you can answer those as effectively as possible is the making sure that search meets the intent and answering those questions for people. And just one final thought on search. Do websites still use on-site search? And if so, is that still effective for users? Will, will users actually ask many queries on on-site search or will they click the back button and go back to Google and search for a long tail phrase and then come back to your site? I've seen it a lot more in e-com that humans are looking for products or they'll look for something that the menu, if the menu doesn't make sense or the hierarchy in the website doesn't make sense, then they'll just search. They'll, you know, if it doesn't show them what they're doing on the homepage or whatever page they land on, then they'll just use the search, which is really helpful and can actually lead and help SEOs inform decisions about what kind of content that they want to write to, right? Like if, if somebody's looking for a pleated skirt in purple 500 times, then yeah, you're gonna wanna write about the purple pleated skirt more, obviously, and ensure that that answer is met. So I definitely think on-site search can definitely be valuable. Brilliant, okay, you don't wanna be saying that too many times. Jess Joyce is a SEO consultant at JessJoyce.com. Jess, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thanks so much. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at SEOin2023.com. 